Hi, I've got an ass that won't quit and a chest that won't resign. I'm Jordan. Oh, I forgot to prepare an intro. Um, I'm a very hunky green man, and my name is Nerdgill. <laughs> I'm Gigi. That's Nerdgill. Yeah. Uh, uh, hi, my name's David, David Thorpe, and if I were a Transformer, I would change into a $650 chess set. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Um, so, is the chess set already in somebody's home, or are you waiting to be bought, like, adopted puppy style? So Transformers, uh, Hasbro's Transformers announced that they're putting out a chess set, Jordan. It costs I didn't hear about that. It costs $650. Well, you can support it for $600, I guess, because it's on Kickstarter right now. <laughs> Hasbro's doing a Kickstarter? Hasbro's doing a Kickstarter for a $600 Transformers no, chess no, set. No, 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 they have money. They don't have to do this. <laughs> I know. I think it's because... I think it's because like the person, the people who are actually like modeling the chess sets are like a different company. I I believe. So they're so not. I, it's not Hasbro. Well, it is Hasbro. It's on Hasbro's website and Hasbro's page and like all of Hasbro's shit. So like, I do in fact believe that it's Hasbro. But Hasbro like, will lose more money than we'll ever see in our lifetime. Yes. Why are they on Kickstarter? God knows why. The chess set is $600, and uh, they're really pushing it, Jordan. <laughs> what, are the, what are the rewards? Well, the rewards are uh, $10. Thank you for helping, of course. Um, yes. Uh, it's a formal letter in the mail. Fifty dollars gets you an Optimus Prime uh, chess piece. But when you, uh-huh. okay, but when you buy the board, does it not come with that piece? Do you have to like put it together? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> when you buy the board, the six hundred dollar chess board, it comes with all the pieces. So you've just got another piece. Well, if you do both the fifty and the six hundred dollar support, yes, I guess you could get one. Optim- it, it's an extra piece. Yes, yeah. in case it rolls under piece. the table. Yeah. Uh, by the way, under uh, after that, it's six hundred fifty for an extra um, for an extra Rodimus Prime uh, uh, piece that can replace Optimus as the king, because Optimus is the king. Um, and it's uh, for seven hundred, you get a. Uh, seven hundred. Yeah, you can pay seven hundred dollars. You get both Rodimus Prime and. Um, a Megatron replacement, which is uh, Galvatron. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Here, the, here's the funny thing about it: they posted it on their story three times in one day. They're really trying to move these chess sets. <laughs> Jamal theorizes. Uh, Jamal of Hate No Eight and Argo Rule. Find it on uh, anywhere you find podcasts. All systems uh, Argo. Oh, all systems Argo. So sorry. Um. Did you just say the movie name? I, ju- I just said the old name of the podcast. Um, oh. The, um, anyways, 
uh, Jamal theorizes that someone at Hasbro ordered 100,000 when they meant to order 10,000 of these chests. <laughs> also, every Transformer reviewer I watch has been sent one of these Optimus Prime chess pieces to review in advance. What, what, what <laughs> review the piece? Yeah. But it doesn't tra- Transformer anything. No, it's just like, kind of like a statue. A just like a figure the pieces are six inches tall and the chessboard is two 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 feet by two feet it is a massive chessboard what do, what do you mean oh, review the piece it, what, it fits on the board it doesn't slide off the board it's fine five stars <laughs> they don't get the sen- they don't get sent the board they just get sent the piece so they can't review the board <laughs> so what good is the piece without the board well i guess if i can you know just sit here and imagine i was playing chess <laughs> this piece it's a pr- it's pretty good um they're not even playing 4d chess they're playing 0d chess chess in zero dimensions <laughs> the, negative 10 chess the only good thing that the well i mean i will say it does look nice i'm never in my goddamn life paying 600 dollars for this thing but um uh the only fun thing to come out of this is that it has listed uh, which Transformers are which pieces on the chessboard, mm-hmm. and Starscream is, in fact, the queen. Of course. <laughs> of course. But of course. I, be- I believe Shockwave and Soundwave are both knights. They're either knights or bishops. That uh, tracks. And Bumblebee's a pawn. Rude. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> I know, Bumblebee should have been queen, the queen of the Autobot side, if I'm being honest. But I think he's just yeah. a pawn. Bumblebee's got big rook energy. That's fair. That That is true. I, I agree with that. I, I mean, the queen on the Autobot side yeah. is Hot Rod, so... You you guys haven't met Hot Rod. He's in the movie. And then in season uh, three, and we're not... nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. Should have been, like, Ironhide. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's enough talk about chess. The internet's already crazy with talk about chess. The knights should chess. be the Dinobots, because they're animals. How the fuck was... I know the king had to be Optimus, but I would have killed for a king of uh, Grimlock, because there's a literal episode where he wears a crown. Anyway. Speaking of the Dinobots, they're in this episode a lot. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Robots and the Guys, a queer reading of the Transformers franchise from Generation 1 to Generation Now. There's Dinobots in this one, and I'm unhappy. I I was surprised that the Dinobots were there. Yeah! I was like, where'd they come from? Where'd they go? Where did they come from? Cut Night Cut Joe. Night Joe, yeah. I actually, you know what? I intended <laughs> this for later in the episode, but fuck it. Let's just, let's just throw it in now. I have a note in here where I wanted to ask, what about... Okay, so our show is kind of like uh, a queer interpretation of, of the Transformers franchise. It's, mm-hmm. it's our literal tagline. What yeah, about the... Di- <laughs> Thanks for restating the what obvious. What is this again? <laughs> is this... I'm sorry, is this the Pooh Crew? What is this? Is this... Uh... Is this uh... Hate No Eight? Um... You can't do this. I don't have other shows. <laughs> yeah, I'm broke. I'm broke else. with shows, David. Um, what about the Dinobots makes them a black hole of discussion for this show, and this show's like main talking point. 
Because whenever they come up, we never, like, really pair them with anyone. I don't think they've been any, ever really been in any of our, like, segments at the end. Like, has mm-hmm. Eric, any of... I think I maybe picked one as a crush. Okay. <laughs> like, once. Um, yeah, because one of them had that wagon boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. But I feel like sometimes when they show up, it just becomes a black hole of discussion for what this show is about. Does that make sense to you? Does that make sense to you? Well, it's because they, in terms of thought, Dinobots express very few of them. Without thoughts, we can we. It's hard for us to formulate a, a matrix of desire for these characters. Mm-hmm. The one that speaks the most is Grimlock. Yes, um, and Grimlock yes. only <laughs> never speaks about other about other beings. Grimlock's <laughs> primary true. topic of discussion is himself. And Megatron is like that too, but it's always about himself in relation to other people. Grimlock only talks about himself. Although in this episode he does kind of power top Optimus Prime, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yes, he does. And he also waltzes with Megatron. He does. Yeah. This is maybe my favorite Grimlock episode thus far in comparison to yeah. other Grimlock episodes. The, I feel like this is also the only time I've seen the Dinobots being useful. Yeah, usually they're like... <laughs> they a, actually like kind of carry the Autobots. Usually mm-hmm. they're an obstacle. This run. Yeah. Although also, truly fuck the Autobots for how they treat the Dinobots most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> They're usually, yeah. like, either they're a nuisance or they're, like, a force that has to be controlled. Yeah. <laughs> and the Dinobots clearly don't like the way they're treated. <laughs> um, Wheeljack but was a... not sticking up for his boys uh, no. today. Wheeljack decided to become a prisoner of war. That's what he did this episode. He didn't decide to become a prisoner of war. You can't just decide <laughs> to be a prisoner of yeah, war. That's he... victim-blaming, David. <laughs> uh can't make a victim blaming joke <laughs> um but yes he was he, he was he in this episode uh for the folks at home in this episode this episode is about the decepticons discovering atlantis and using atlantis oh to yeah take we haven't even DC. talked about atlantis it's, but it's not atlantis most, this is the most ridiculous this is, it's barely Transformers. Sublantica. Um, the... <laughs> you could have replaced the Transformers with G.I. Joe and it would have been the same episode. It's the, yeah, it's the same. The way the Transformers just casually introduces a whole new, like, class of characters mm-hmm. is just astounding <laughs> to me. There's... Just like, oh, here it is. Sublantica. Here's the fish people. Here's the king. Here's the... <laughs> um, we do actually, very beginning of this episode, get the first, get the first lip that uh, Soundwave has ever given Megatron. Oh yeah, because yeah, Megatron doesn't want to look at the water. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, uh, does it interest you now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I enjoyed that, not gonna lie. Um, Only Soundwave could get away with that. It's truly. 
Truly, Megatron did not care, and it's because Megatron yeah. likes all of Soundwave's pets. Um, <laughs> one of which we met a new one. Speaking of, there's a new Bird Boy apparently. Buzzsaw, yeah. Buzzsaw. Um, which I love because um, one of our friends' cats is named Buzzsaw. He's a very fluffy boy. Um. Yeah, he's not a robot yellow bird like uh Yeah, he's not Buzz. a mechanical yellow bird who shoots lasers. But he does what, shoot more lasers. A <laughs> what a pity. Um the uh Yeah, so we get some lip. Um I've written down here Starscream is a little brat, and I just feel that bears repeating. <laughs> He's a bit bratty in this episode, Starscream. <laughs> I thought, and I, I was being stupid here. I'll admit I was being stupid. I thought that when Starscream was staking out the place where Wheeljack was held prisoner, and then Spike and Bumblebee want to uh, go to save Wheeljack, I thought Starscream was going to briefly assist them because Starscream wants someone to fight against mm-hmm. and, and he do, and he doesn't like it if it's too he doesn't like it if it's too easy i was incorrect the show is incapable of writing of writing things of that kind <laughs> no he just wanted to be a little brat and point and say i was right yeah. <laughs> and then he gets shot and then the... even when he's right he's wrong <laughs> He can't be right. He was right that the Sublantican people were betraying them, which also the Decepticons form an alliance with the Sublantican people. We haven't explained the plot of this episode at all. Do we ever explain the plot? (laughs) I feel like it should be assumed at this point that you should probably (laughs) watch the episode before this. But that would mean that people would have to watch G1 Transformers. Yeah, so it should be assumed that you shouldn't watch the episode before this, but also watch the episode, but don't. Um, Jess, Jess said that the oh. thing that would make the show better would be that if we always had a section where we did a synopsis of the episode. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't, maybe, it's a, maybe it's a good idea. Future I feel, David, don't put this into the, into um, the final report. <laughs> um, I don't accept criticism. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, we could do that, but then here's the thing. I feel like our show has taken up residence as, like, a check-in on characters that you don't watch. <laughs> oh, what was Starscream doing this week? Oh, he was bratty. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, let us know. Let us know in the comments. Um, what you think. Is this show um, a shitstorm? I mean, it always is. <laughs> We love our little shitstorm. Um, or do you like shitstorms? But, yeah, so the Decepticons unite with this uh, uh, underwater people in an attempt to take over DC. And uh, it doesn't go well for anyone. Yeah. Um, we get to see Spike in a Speedo. <laughs> we do. And, and yeah, Spike has a lot of outfits. He does have a he lot of. He starts out as a in a footballer outfit. Oh, that's right! They're playing football. They're, they're, yeah, the episode the starts with them playing yeah. football, and it's so cute. 
Um, a very wholesome boy moment. And then he gets into his worker gear and his hard hat. And then he, uh... I was like, does he only dress in uniforms? <laughs> and then he put on swim trunks, and I was like, I guess that's technically not a uniform. <laughs> Did he get changed inside of Bumblebee? No. Do you just... Do you just strip down butt naked inside of Bumblebee? I mean, what he's what else does he have to hide? It's, they're lovers. They are truly lovers. Yeah. <laughs> truly. Truly. <laughs> truly. <laughs> truly lovers. <laughs> Can't say anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Always love to see him. <laughs> <laughs> can I talk about um, how hunky the Sublantican people are? Yeah, I will. I, I will let you do that when you can explain to me how a fucking beer gut is hunky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't body shame here. I'm not body shame. I'm just saying, like, when I think of the word hunk, I think of a chiseled, toned body. Uh, Nur- Nurgle had a had a beer gut, <laughs> but he's like also chiseled and buff. When Jordan thinks of hunk, he thinks of those two scientists at the beginning of that one episode <laughs> 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 that were for no reason incredibly hot. Yeah, but the like the henchmen subnauticans. Yes, right. Yeah, they were they built. Were- they were built. Yeah. Um, At first, I thought they were as big as the robots, and then it. <laughs> it did turn out that they were very small. And I was like, "Wait, did they shrink them? <laughs> they're very tiny, hunky men." Very... But they're always tiny. I don't know why they have to be tiny in addition. <laughs> Very oh tiny God. underwater hunky men is my favorite Ween song. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny men <laughs> underwater, very hunky. Tiny men, <laughs> tiny men. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you came here for a Transformers recap show, you're in the wrong part of town. <laughs> Hold me closer, tiny a- fish man. <laughs> this is a ween fantasy cast. <laughs> You agree that he's hunky, I, right? Yeah, he's got nerd them. gill. But I will admit he does have a beer gut. But not that it's not hunky, but we can call it a dad bod. Split the he's hunky. He's hunky chunky, funky monkey. Um, getting Is back that to more ween. I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a mood tonight. <laughs> um, I think all bodies can be hunky. Maybe that. All bodies can be hunky. <laughs> 2022. <Hashtag> all bodies. <laughs> can uh, be hunky. This, this episode is a strong B and uh, Spike episode. Um, I I feel because there's yeah. that moment where like B can't take down um, Grimlock, and then later in the episode he takes down Starscream. Yeah, uh, and he's that like, was "Did I do that?" <laughs> and Spike goes, "You did. It was fantastic." Mm-hmm. 
It was a cute. It was a cute Bee and Spike episode. But it there was. isn't much in terms of story, really, for, really for them. Um, it's not. Yeah. No, they're just for, kind of flung around. Yeah. There's more for who? <laughs> There's more for, for Bumblebee and Wheeljack, really. Really, you feel so? I didn't pick up on that. What do you? What do you? What are you laying down? Um, Bumblebee was really, really psyched to uh to to go save Wheeljack. Um, mm. whether or not and Spike, um, Spike just happened, or really, Spike just happened to come to it. Um, they were in the, they were in the first episode together, running from the law. Yeah. Um. And then now, you know, Bumblebee, the younger of the two, had takes takes this opportunity to, um, to repay the favor. Repay the fit, yeah. When uh, when he got shot at and Wheeljack like put him in the, his trunk, mm-hmm. their uh, battlefield love affair. Oh, truly lovers. Truly lovers. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> truly lovers. Um. God. Oh, we gotta talk about the uh, famous. Transformers moment in uh, this episode. There's a famous Transformers moment, fan moment in this episode where Megatron picks up Abraham Lincoln and throws mm-hmm. him out of the chair in the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. This scene was recreated in the movie Transformers 3, where Megatron pulls out a shotgun and shoots Lincoln out of the chair <laughs> <laughs> and takes his seat. My god. Um... And it's just it's just a funny recreation, and I enjoy it. It's also very funny that the entirety of the statue of Abe Lincoln is just picked up and lifted out of the chair. Yeah, it's really fucking funny to see him lift that Lincoln out of the chair, though. And then he was like, "I gotta get away." <laughs> fucking attacks the Washington Monument. <laughs> um. Yeah, I like that. That was like. I was like, all right, just 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 one more thing. I'm gonna fuck up some shit right quick. Bye. <laughs> um. Yeah. Was there anything anyone else wanted it's to discuss? There. David, I'll be honest. I have two notes for this entire episode. Yeah, this episode is kind of very straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on straight. Decepticons find fishmen attack DC. That's what my tattoo says. And like, the Decepticons forced them to make an alliance and obviously didn't want to do that, so... Mm -hmm. Um... Shall we move on? Do we even need to do a dumb notes with David? Hold on, David's brought up an interesting question I want to explore it. If you had to, gun to your head, had to get a tattoo that was Transformers themed on a very public facing part of your body what would you pick? Okay, now this is a question now this deserves discussion it can't be the Decepticon or Autobot logo it can't be, right? Like it can't be probably Nightbird Nightbird? Like 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 Nightbird's like face or like her kind of like her, like her silhouette or like you want like a full body like sleeve oh, of Nightbird. Her holding the head of Megatron <laughs> and Optimus. That would be sick. I don't know. I just thought like a small, like 
line drawing of her. Okay, yeah. Would be cool on, like, the arm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm someone who, like, collects a lot of smaller tattoos. Mm-hmm. So. No, that'd be, that'd be dope. Um, would you have the text Nightbird somewhere, like, in, like, in that design, or would it really just be, like... It'd probably really just be it? her. Mm-hmm. I'll get Nightbird, um, on my face, under my eye, <laughs> in cursive. And go by, like... Actually, you know, it'll be night on one eye and then bird on the other. Yes. <laughs> Could that fit on the knuckles? Um, night. no. Nah. <laughs> if it um overlaps, you could do like like night like N I T E. <laughs> night bird. Yeah. <laughs> God, that has like bad metal band energy. It does have bad. Member you know, of a ha- bad it, metal band. It's got like bad like bad like emo band like local yeah. band imitating evanescence like energy <laughs> you still got me thinking about there's this character named waspinator from beast wars and his oh my whole thing god is, david i'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> and his whole thing is that he gets blown up a lot and it'd be really funny to just have like different pieces of him like tattooed on random parts of my body I like that concept. He just got blown the fuck up, and now, like, his leg is on my left foot, and his other leg's on my right knee, and then, like, he's, like... I love when people have tattoos like that, where it's, like... A narrative across the body. different spots. Um... I don't know if that's my truest answer, but it's the best one I can come up with right now. How about you, Jordan? Um, I'm, okay, I have to decide between two, and you have to help me. Okay. Is one of them just Optimus's fat cake? No, it, 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 is, it isn't, because this is a public-facing part of my body, and I have to go into work the next day. Okay. So, okay, so, one is that it's, um, uh, it's, it's the moment where, he, where, uh, Un- where Unicron, played by, uh, uh, himbo extreme Orson Welles uh, blows blows up. Um, okay, and, yeah. and that's like right, and that's like uh, like right, like right before like the watch part of like the forearm on the inside. Okay, okay. So like a literal like depiction of the death of the acting career of Orson Welles. <laughs> yes, ex- exactly. As the symbolized exact... by the implosion of of Unicron. The exact moment that. Orson Welles' acting career ended, yes. yes. And then the second uh, is a fucking CCOM sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, and it just says CCCC underneath. Yeah, it's like the, like the text is like woven like in between like 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 um, like uh, that like their like transformed forms, you know. It's like CCC is like weaving in between like them, you know, in there like arthropod uh forms in those like beautiful like uh gay pastels wonderful y'all had such better tattoo answers than i did the transformers fan 
I want to see a, like, Moby-style text down the arm tattoo, and it says, the exact moment Orson Welles could <laughs> it. Um, or it just says Orson. Or, or just th- that on the neck in um, Helvetica. <laughs> What if oh, it no, just a sans serif font? Yeah, have you says, seen Moby's tattoos? Oh, all all his of his like cringy vegan tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Just says Orson Welles died after this. <laughs> Orson Welles is dead on my neck. God, Orson Welles is dead is such a good tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Can it be I'll the, do it. I'll do it for the bit. Not on my neck, but I'll on do your neck. it. Can, can that be the title of this episode? Yes, it can. Orson Welles is dead. Um, well, it was going to be um, um, uh, um, all, all Bodies Are Hunk Bodies. Um, oh, that's also good. Yeah. All Bodies Are Hunky. All bodies are hunky. Was gonna was, was also going to be a possible that's so, title. That's also P- good. future future David. This is Ng. No good. Um, shall we move on to our segments? Uh, I think yeah, I'm gonna be would... thinking about Moby's tattoos for the rest of the night because I just reminded myself of them. God, I. It really sucks that like. That Moby is as shitty a person he is, and he's friends with David Lynch. Like, them two dudes, like, really like each other. I see why, though. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to our segments. Yes, I think that'd be fine. Yes. Uh, well, and now that we have uh, discussed uh, in uh, no shortage of detail... Uh, the events of the episode, we're going to head and move on to our regularly scheduled segments, uh, things that uh, all of you listeners know and love. Um, so we're going to start off with uh, OTP, One Transformers Pairing, uh, where we pick uh, the two Transformers uh, that we would like to see um, used uh, two straws in one milkshake, uh, and then they get really close to each other, and then those is bumping. Like, um, okay. We'll go ahead and start off with uh, uh, David. David, uh, who's your OTP this week? I just thought Bumblebee and Spike were cute, so it's gonna be them. It's gonna be them for me. I just, I like it's how. Slim Pickens this one. I'll tell you why. It's a little yeah. bit. I feel it's unfair that I got to go first because I got to pick like one of the more obvious answers, which was just cute to me, which was when he was like, "You fantastic," because he like watched him grow and get mm. stronger. Yeah. Also, he uh, also Starscream was paralyzed, so he did have a upper hand in that. But regardless, I like to imagine Bumblebee was helping Spike with all his costume changes. He was like holding stuff in the back of the back of seat of himself. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he peeked? Spike was like, Nothing "Don't." Nothing he hasn't already seen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's my pairing. Okay. That's me. That's me done. Yeah, that's that that that, that that's uh that's picture wrap on you. 
Um, uh, we'll go ahead and move on to Gigi. Gigi, who's your OTP this week? So I think that if they had more time and they could move on past the, like, kidnapping and betrayal stuff and they could be alone, you know, away from all the Decepticons and the bullshit, I really think that Megatron and Nerdgill could have something special. Agreed. Does the size differential bother you? I think they could make it work. <laughs> I think they can find can get a way. They're creative. very I mean, it's Megatron we're talking about. They're very um They're very uh uh, uh Hold on, give me a second. They're very headstrong men, both of them. They'd find a way. Is there anything is there anything similar that you picked up between Megatron and Nerdgill versus Megatron and Archiville? It feels like he was just using Archiville, and Archiville didn't have any like strong intentions of his own. Nerdgill yeah, is Nerdgill ver- like commands respect. Yeah, Nerdgill's like shut up, I'm here. And you're gonna respect me. Archiville wasn't like that. Archiville, he was just all about his own goals. Well, is a nerd goal also all about his own goals? Um, he is, but he's a leader. Yeah, yeah, he's a he strong like man that this country like Archiville needs. was a he was solo, you know. Mm-hmm. It was all about him. He didn't have like a team or anything. Yes. Nerdgill cares about his people. His army of hunky green men. Yes. Of, 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 uh, of, of tiny, tiny buff green fishmen. Yes. It is until he's ready to blow them all up, but that's only at the end there. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, so, how about you, Jordan? Um, but yeah, so, and, and I think oh. that um, the, the fan art would be just amazing. <laughs> Agreed. Yes. So you think because they both have experience of like commanding others, that those energies kind of, kind of, enter a sort of harmonious relationship. Yeah, I feel like it, it makes them very similar, and they could probably understand each other better than uh, most people. Yeah, I mean, I think right, like, 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 like. Uh, uh, one good shake knows another, right? Right. Yeah, kind of. That was, that was and I and I just love the thought of of Megatron like lounging around in Nerd Gill's um underwater palace. Which I, I got to give credit to the background painters uh, for the for this episode. Yes. It's, it is a really nicely painted and designed. Um, um, uh, king- kingdom. Yeah, the underwater atmosphere I really enjoyed. They did do a good job on that. I thought like the like the paint textures that were being used, you know, and um, all and all of the tiny mm-hmm. details of like where of where the windows yeah. are placed. I thought it was kind of surprisingly intricate. It was like actually pretty. Yeah. For once. 
Nerdgill and Megatron give me the similar vibes to Bombshell and Megatron. Kind of, who I kind of consider, like, I guess the leader of the Insecticons whenever they show up. Mm-hmm. And Bombshell just seemed, uh, even though he's a mind-controlling freak, um, him and Megatron seem to, uh, <laughs> uh, seem to align. Who isn't? <laughs> In this show, truly. But, um, <laughs> him and Megatron truly seem to align whenever they come together, because he's kind of like, uh, Bombshell is this kind of commanding force of the Insecticons, and... Megatron's his commanding force of the Decepticons, and they really... I get that same vibe from Nerdgill and Megatron. Definitely. So, Jordan, what's your pairing? Uh, my pairing this week... Uh, I, I do... I, I, well, I'd say that I hate to contradict you, David, but I actually it's one of my few uh, great pleasures. Um, uh, but it is, it's Wheeljack and Bumblebee, as opposed, oh! as opposed to Spike and Bumblebee. The upset... Uh, I, that was it. The, uh, the upset. The tragedy. Oh, that, oh, that was it. <laughs> that was the end of my. Dude, I think it was just the way that you said it. It, it sounded like you were going to say something else. The, <laughs> the upset of the century. The, the upset, upset of a lifetime. Not just the upset, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had fucked up, and that like my audio had cut out. <laughs> yeah, I was worried that your audio would cut. No, just. I'm gonna make bad a band podcast called... hosting on the part of David Thorpe. <laughs> I'm gonna start a band called The Upset. Isn't that already a band? Probably. Hold on. <laughs> <clears throat> the Upset Band. Yeah, it is. Oh, just Upset. Uh, oh, yeah, just upset. Well, anyway, anyway. Anyways, anyways. Um, I thought that, you know, the very fact that Bumblebee, you know, did, did this, uh, did this rescue mission, um, and, um, to me, there, there was just this expression of, like, real genuine concern for Wheeljack's well-being coming coming from Bumblebee. Um, and sometimes Bumblebee's a bit, you know, we talk about Bumblebee being a bit stupid um, mm-hmm. uh, throughout, the, throughout the round of the show. Bumblebee was quite competent. I would say overwhelmingly competent in this episode. Um, and it was really all in service of uh, bringing Wheeljack back. You think it's that, that, that competence well. comes from Wheeljack being on the line? I, I think yes, it's it's an understanding of the increased stakes of the situation. Uh, my boyfriend's in trouble. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Agreed. It does. The upset. <laughs> the upset. And we move. Pregnant on. pause. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so uh, we'll move on to our next segment, uh, Auto Crush of the Week, uh, where we pick the Transformer uh, that we'd like to have uh, 
give us a, a sensuous shoulder massage with oils. Now we'll go ahead and start off with uh, Gigi this time. Uh, Gigi, uh, who's your honor crush of the week? Um, predictably, it's any one of the Sublantican dudes. <laughs> um, I'll happily take any of them and and get my uh, creature from the Black Lagoon fantasy on. You're on that shape of water, shit. Um, oh yeah. You like. And I'm a. Um, <laughs> I was trying to say something really stupid, but you're like I guess Jane. I'll just Ro- go ahead and say it. Oh good. I'm a Cancer. <laughs> that's my <laughs> astral. That's my zodiac sign. <laughs> so I love water. I'm really drawn to water, and um, I would love to just live like in an underwater castle. With um, a hunky fish man. I'm imagining you in, in that scene from Gentlemen Prefer Blondes with Jane Russell, and she's like surrounded by the Olympic, uh, the entire Olympic diving team. Uh-huh. Um, and except it's you and it's fish men. <laughs> <laughs> you said anyone? any. I was wondering, would you take any or many? Both. Bad. <laughs> Is there any? Any, many, and plenty, love? honey. Sweet love. Is there any? She's just too powerful. <laughs> Genevieve can't be stopped. That's I right. You should fabulous. all be scared. I support you and your amphibious polycule. Thank you. Thank you. You and your, um, and your subterranean harem. I think it's good. Uh, it's I fun. just want to live in a harem anime f- with a bunch of fish dudes. Ooh, we're going to hold on to that pitch. Because <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. We're coming back. We're going to come, we'll, 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 we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Because I, I like the cut of your chip. Jordan, what was your crush this week? My outer crush of the week... Uh, was um god it's such a basic it's basic bitch shit god God, optimus is just optimus never fails to show up there was some unconscious optimus in this episode (laughs) where he was just stunned laying on the ground there there was some of that and there was also you know him kind of I think you know what it was. It was the moment where, like, he, where he, got eye to eye with Grimlock, mm-hmm. and and didn't admit that he was wrong about how he how he judged the Dinobots, but that was the sentiment. It was that you know what we've been treating you like second class citizens this entire time. Legitimately, thank you for helping us out of this. That's if. That's a fascinating point because my crush is in fact Grimlock this week. All right, cool. Double date. <laughs> Double date. <laughs> Double date. I mean, I just like how he takes. He really takes command. He just shakes his head. He's like, "Fucking dummies, let Buff Big Boy yeah. take command." He's really like, "I'm, I'm here to carry your asses." <laughs> Grimlock got back pain from carrying. Uh, the Autobots. 
Grimlock, I'm ready for Grimlock to carry me out of a burning building and, like, playfully neg me while he does it. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> yeah. That's... And you have my pity. David energy. <laughs> this is coming from my partner of five years. <laughs> uh, moving on. Did you really say that you would like a big, strong, dumb guy? <laughs> you want a cronk. I get it. We all want a cronk. <laughs> we all want a cronk. Listen, we all want a cronk, David. Everybody wants a cronk. All the kids in the neighborhood, they want a cronk. <laughs> they tell me they come down to my store. They say, you got any more cronks today? Everybody's going home with a cronk. Look under your seats. <laughs> We stand. All right. Uh, legends only. Um, and from that, we move on to our final segment of the episode. Uh, that is Wheeljack off to that later, uh, where we pick the single sexiest moment uh, of any given uh, Transformers episode. Uh, the one that uh, it gets that it gets that little trickle of sweat, you know, right there from the from the eyebrow, and it falls a little bit into the edge of your eye uh, because. Uh, Steam. Um, mine I hate is... that shit. Oh yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's a nasty sweat. It's a, it's a nasty, <laughs> it's a nasty... Sweat. all the time. It's a nasty sweat is another good name for this episode. <laughs> uh, well, um, I, I already mentioned mine a little earlier, so I'll be brief with mine. It, it is the moment where Grimlock and Megatron waltz in this in. Um, but specifically the moment where they are waltzing, uh, and the shot frames them in the in the scope of the of the sniper. Um, I'm a, I guess I guess I guess I, I guess I kind of filled in a sort of tragic romanticism uh, of it. But their movement was very choreographic, um, and I did find that kind of that dancing movement to be. Um, I mean, they were holding each other pretty close. Um, you know, and they don't wear clothes. There's nothing separating them. You know, you, you, you let your imagination yeah. go. That's body on body right there. And there's definitely uh, some spice. I, 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 I felt Sp- the spice, sprinkling. and I felt the spice right there while they were in the crosshairs of mm-hmm. the gun. And it was just like, ooh, my heart my heart was racing. And I, and I had a nasty sweat going. Nasty <laughs> <laughs> sweat. <laughs> ooh, it was a nasty... <laughs> Lord, I got a nasty sweat going. <laughs> I got a nasty sweat going, and this uh, and these mosquitoes won't leave me alone. All right, bring me the, the off candle. <laughs> All right, enough with the nasty sweat here. <laughs> uh, we'll go ahead and um, go with uh, uh, David. Uh, David, uh, what uh, what's your wheel check after that later moment? It's when Starscream uh, tells uh, it's when Starscream tells Soundwave to play that back. I just like the Starscream's <laughs> dumb bratty cunning coming in handy for fucking once, and it was just kind of like a payoff that I loved to see. And I was like, ooh, he's just like, play that back and decode it. <laughs> Run that shit back. 
I just kind of, I don't know what it was. Yo, it DJ, was just tr- rewind. It was truly one of Starscream's moments. He doesn't get a lot of them, but when he does, it's truly just because he's a conniving little shit, and I love it. <laughs> it just got me going. So it was a moment of unexpected competence. Yeah. Where, like, you see that slight glimmer of, like, why he may be this high up. And you're Mm. like, oh, okay. (laughs) He doesn't trust anyone. (laughs) And it worked out really well here. And I want to change him. (laughs) (laughs) Men look at Starscream and go, I can change him. I can bring that. I can bring that strength of his out. I can uh, fix him. But he just disappoints you every time. Uh, maybe, maybe you're the real seeker, you know. There. Uh, well, uh, Gigi, uh, you have demonstrated uh, an immense amount of power uh, throughout this episode. So. <laughs> So take, so take us home now. What is your real check off for that later moment? Does it have to do with the tiny green buff fishman? No, it does not this time. Okay. Um, but keeping it relevant with Starscream, mm-hmm. it's when Bumblebee just fucking slams him. <laughs> That's <laughs> so good. unexpected. It's like... Um... Yeah, I don't know. Just just the idea of like Bumblebee like just pinning him to the wall like it's nothing. Even though he's a little boy. Even though he's a little boy, he's like, "Did I do that?" He didn't did do I... the very flirty like wall like wall pin. Um, did, I, but... did I just top star screen? No, but he it was it still counts as topping star screen. <laughs> And I think we can all get down with that. Uh, well, uh, thank you to, very much to everybody for listening to uh, Robots Into Guys. It is so great to be back after all this time. Um, so, uh, for all of the listeners at home, uh, David, where can people find you on the... Uh, sorry, Gigi, where can people... Mm, so yes, me all first. The, all of, it's for Wait all your turn. It's been too long. Back, for all David, the, it's, back. It's been too long. Oh my god. Uh, so for all the all the all the listeners at home, all the folks at home, uh, Gigi, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and occasionally TikTok at Gigi Vines. That's Gigi with two E's. Um. Yes. Will you be posting the pictures of, of the good bats? Eventually, yes. I'll probably um, share something. I was trying to figure out how I draw bats. Um, I don't know. Maybe other artists can relate when there's like an animal or something you don't draw that much. And you're like, how do I draw this <laughs> look forward to those good good bats look forward to those to those fantastic bats yes. gg i'm sure i'm sure spooky they're gonna be, season is upon us it's still it, yeah, august i know but the internet is moving on okay we have to accept <laughs> it uh, we don't have a lot of year 
All right, we gotta make the most of it. God. Uh, all right, uh, David, where can people go to dunk on you? You can go to dunk on me at one kiddo tick one. That's one k i t o t i k one on Instagram, uh, or uh, kiddo tick on TikTok. Uh, where else? And my YouTube channel, David Thorpe. Um, or you can just find me in the street, spit on my shoes. That works too. They can find you at Devil Dogs. Yeah, find me at Devil Dogs, wolfing down a clucker. <laughs> uh, spit on my shoes, and they've he told me that. It, Fox. If you spit on my shoes, the guy at Devil Dogs said he'd give me a free drink. So you're actually helping me. So. I take it back. <laughs> no one help him. No. Just... <laughs> um. So Jordan, where can people find you? And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Elefante Triple One. That's at E L E F A N T E Triple One for all your infrequent <laughs> film Twitter posting needs uh, and wants and desires. Um, so, um, until next time, uh, our next episode is going to be coming out uh, in another month. Uh, so, be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Robots Into Guys. Um, so you can keep up with any scheduling changes and any sexy pictures we may have of robots in store for you. Uh, if you like the podcast, uh, tell us that you like it. Go ahead and leave us a five-star review on a podcast app of your choice uh, and subscribe while you're at it. And tell a friend. Tell your meemaw. Uh, tell the people you don't like. And maybe they'll, change, maybe they'll change their mind about you and you'll change your mind about them. And it'll go from enemies to lovers. Um, and uh, don't forget to uh, listen to all of the fun shows uh, on the Brunch Sucks Network, including Hate No 08 uh, and All Systems Argo. And if you like to hear David's voice, along with uh, the voices of two other people, uh, the Food Crew uh, is, is, the, is the place to go for that. Um, all right. Thank you all for sticking with us through this kind of weird time of scheduling and... We're going we're gonna to try to be more consistent, but, you know, it's just a weird time for everyone. So thank you all for sticking with us. <laughs> it's, it's a weird time, and I'm, and I'm very happy to be doing this uh, with, my, with, my good, with my great with my friends. Yes. That's a ditto. Yes, me too. All right, shall we do it? Shall we do the outro thing? Absolutely. Do we want uh, to do it backwards? Didn't we do that already? Did we do it backwards once? Well, okay, here's the thing. David, in the yeah. edit, we'll do it forwards, and then you reverse it. All right, sounds good. All right. This is going to be the hardest episode to edit.